we fall into patterns and routines in our life. And when we're in patterns and routines, we tend to get stressed out by certain things that trigger us. Now today I want to talk to you about stress. It's something that we all feel at one point or another, and some people we feel it on a constant basis every single day. It's almost like every moment of our life is tainted by this stress. Now, I think one of the best ways to start to overcome any problem is to really educate ourselves on why it started in the first place and what it actually does to us in the long term and in the short term. So stress really happens because we perceive a threat or a major challenge ahead of us. And basically, it interacts with our fight or flight response. So when we feel these feelings of stress, it's usually because we're perceiving something that's a threat or harm. Now, this can be completely different for every single mind and every single person on earth. So one person could think being late to work is a threat because then they'll have to talk to their boss or people won't see them in the same light. And some people may be fine with be being late to work. Um, other people, maybe disorganization scares them or it puts them into fear or puts them into stress because they find it to be threatening to their working environment. But some people might be able to just have like a dirty room. So really every single person is different, but we all kind of feel the same stress. Now you may ask if stress makes me feel so bad or it takes me on a less productive route or I'm not as present in the current moment, what is the point of stress? Why do we humans get stressed in the first place? Well, it's actually very helpful in a survival setting. So the hunter gatherers back in the day, our ancestors, it used to help them survive because when they had a stressful situation, they would become more alert and they would have more energy and they would be more present in that moment. And basically this stress led them to fight off any potential threats, predators, or anything like this. So stress heightened their emotions, it made them focused, and it was able to alert them to potential threats in their life. And it can do a similar thing for you. If you're stressed about something constantly, you can start to find out what causes me this stress. Now, if it's like you, you tend to procrastinate and tend to wait till the end of a deadline to start working and that stresses you out, now you know. Now you know what you can fix. You can start to fix one of these triggers um, of procrastination because you know that it stresses you out. So if you can start to realize why am I getting stressed out, you know, there's going to be those everyday stresses uh, when life happens. You know, some things are going to be thrown at you that you didn't expect. But most likely, we fall into patterns and routines in our life. And when we're in patterns and routines, we tend to get stressed out by certain things that trigger us. So if you can really analyze your day and start to find out what triggers you, you're going to be able to live less stressed life. Now, stress over a short period of time can actually be beneficial. It can wake you up to some certain things in your life or it can make you more present in the moment uh, and get through challenges such as meeting deadlines. But... A stress reaction, it's supposed to end. You're supposed to end it and then you're supposed to be relaxed because that's how we were back in the day. When the threat was over, our body returned to a stress-free state because that's the best state that humans have. But the problem is with our modern world, with so much going on with technology, relationships, jobs, everything like this, the pandemic, really anything, we often don't go back to that relaxed state. We often just stay in this hyper-stress state. Now, if you stay in a stress state for a long time, our body was simply not meant for this. So it has really negative um, physical and mental impacts. And it can be very bad for us if we're constantly in this state of stress. So when you have this stress reaction, everybody knows how it feels. Maybe you, you tighten up a little bit in your muscles. 
Maybe you get a little bit of anxiety. Maybe you just become more alert. Whatever it is, everyone knows this stress feeling. And it's really because it releases hormones called adrenaline and cortisol. Now, you've probably heard of adrenaline when you're on a roller coaster, jumping off a cliff, uh, jumping out of a plane, doing anything courageous, it releases adrenaline. And you know that adrenaline rush can be really, really good feeling. It can feel amazing, like you, you've accomplished something or you feel the most alive. But when you have a long-term exposure to adrenaline, it can be very bad for you because it can lead to high blood pressure. You can be at more of a risk for heart attack or a stroke. You can have headaches, anxiety, insomnia, and even weight gain. So that initial rush feeling it's because your, your heart starts pumping, your blood starts pumping. And when you have that consistently, you're going to have high blood pressure. So really adrenaline in short spurts is good because it makes you feel awake, maybe more connected to the moment. But long-term exposure can be very, very harmful for you. Now, long-term exposure to cortisol can also be very negative for your health. It can lead to sleep problems. So you're getting a lack of sleep, which can lead to a lack of energy. It can lead to type 2 diabetes, brain fog and a weakened immune system. So cortisol is one of those hormones that actually works to lower your testosterone. So if you've ever had a period where you feel really stressed out and maybe you don't have as much testosterone, you don't have as much energy, it's because cortisol is being released. Now our body senses cortisol as basically the stress hormone. So when cortisol is released, stress usually follows. Now this can be a huge problem because a lot of our processed food, a lot of our unhealthy oils, hydrogenated oils, stuff like that, actually release the, the hormone cortisol into our bloodstream. So when we're eating like terribly and like we're eating McDonald's, we're going out eating terribly, you know, chips, snacks, anything like this, we're actually releasing cortisol, which in turn is going to actually increase our stress levels. There's been numerous studies that say that eating processed foods will lead you to more stress and anxiety. So diet is also very important to everything in our life, whether it be athletic performance, sleep, productivity, anything like this, but especially stress. So if you're eating a highly processed diet, you're already more susceptible to being stressed out. Now, this can be a really big problem because all around us on TV ads, at the store, anywhere, you see these highly processed foods, whether it be a Big Mac or Lay's potato chips, anything like this. It's actually encouraged that we eat this food and we know it's not good for us. And with so much going on in our world with the pandemic and even our phones, we're already exposed to a lot of stress. So it's really just adding on to the load and it's making us like chronically stressed creatures. Like I believe that we are the most stressed generation ever because there's so many different variables going on. There's so many complex things, you know, in personal development, everyone wants now, everyone wants the reward now. So when they don't get it now, they start to get stressed out. And with technology and social media, that in itself releases stress because we start comparing ourselves to other people saying, oh, this person had a great weekend. Why didn't I have a great weekend? Oh, this person has an amazing body. I can never do that. So you start comparing yourself to these unrealistic expectations and these like greatest moment highlights of these people's lives when really it's not true. Social media is not true. So the internet can also be a great source for stress. Also, currently, the pandemic and coronavirus and everything like that has definitely stressed people out a lot more, especially social workers and people in hospitals and anything like that, because they're putting their life on the line every single day. And like we said, the hunter-gatherers, when they were in a life-threatening situation, they released stress so they could be more alert. 
So it's actually a biological reaction. So we're all fearful of COVID-19. No one wants to get it. So we all fear for our life in a way. And when we fear for our life, we tend to get this cortisol reaction, this stress reaction, because we perceive it as a threat or a danger. And just like social media, we're perceiving these other people as a danger to us because we're not like them and we can't be like them. So they must be the problem type of thing. Now, one might think if coronavirus news or social media is causing all of us so much stress, why don't we just turn it off? Why don't we just not consume it? Why don't we just not put that in our head? Well, to be honest, it can be very difficult to do that. I know a lot of people out there are addicted to social media and simply cannot get off their phone. But one thing you can do is just scale it back at least a little bit. So start to track how many times you're checking your phone. Check how many times you're scrolling through Instagram or texting your friends. And the first day, just be conscious of the number. And then slowly over time, just wean yourself off and down so it doesn't feel invasive. And it's something you can actually stick to because small progress, small changes lead to major results if they're followed consistently. So that's what you can do to relieve your social media anxiety and stress. But the thing about coronavirus is most likely for our own safety, we want to stay updated with the news, even if it does cause us stress. So that's one of those things that can be difficult to get rid of in our life because we want to be in the loop. But what you can do is just consume less. You know, you don't necessarily need every single fact about coronavirus. You need the big headlines. You need to know what the variant is. You need to know if masks are required, things like this, but you don't need to keep checking and keep checking and keep checking because that's only going to make you more stressed out as a person. And no one wants that. Everyone wants to live a nice, peaceful, calm life. They don't want to be stressed out their entire life because it doesn't feel good. Many of us have different, completely different ways to respond to stress and this feeling of overwhelm or stress. So some of us, our muscles tighten up. And for me personally, sometimes I'll get like joint pain. So my knees will start to hurt. Some people might get tired. Some people may feel lethargic or anything like this. So there's a lot of different responses to stress. And with so many different responses, sometimes it can be hard to detect. When we're constantly exposed to stress, sometimes we go blind to it. We take a blind eye to it because after a while, our mind and our body gets used to functioning on stress. And this can be a major problem because if our autopilot, um, our natural feeling is stress, we're already performing not at our peak. We're performing at like a flight or fight response. So that means we're not necessarily the most clear headed. We're not able to think out things because we're, we're following our instincts. So this can be a big problem when we rely on our stress in our everyday life, when we just become these stress monsters that are constantly feeling stress, it just means that we're going to perform worse in our life. We're not going to do as well as we could. And sometimes it can be hard to tell that we're even stressed out because our bodies are so damn used to knowing the feeling of stress that it can be difficult to even see a possible world without this or without these symptoms. And what causes a lot of these stresses and symptoms is what we do every day or at least five days a week. We go to our job or we go online to the Zoom call to go to our job. Sometimes our jobs can be the most stressful things of all. Now, there's the obvious examples of stressful jobs, whether it be firefighters, um, police, first responders, EMTs, anything like this. They have a very stressful job because they're constantly dealing with death or life and death situations or flight and flight responses. So they have a very stressful job. 
but really anyone can have a super stressful job. It's all about your perception of it and how it's making you feel. So a lot of us have been experiencing burnout recently. Burnout is basically, we just don't want to be there anymore. We feel super burned out. We don't feel like we have a lot of purpose in what we're doing. We just feel like we're burning the candle on each end and we're really not getting anything out of it. It's only draining us of energy. And I think a lot of people can relate to this at their job. So especially with online working over the Zoom or any call or any online platform, a lot of people have struggled to find a work-life balance because it seems like it's one. Now, when we were going into the office, it was a lot different because you you had the, those clear boundaries. At home, you weren't supposed to work. At work, you were working. But now that you're at home, you're supposed to work. And now this can be really tricky because now there's this expectation that you should be on call at any moment in your life because we can all check our email on our phones. We can all do some sort of work and this can be very harmful. You want to have clear boundaries of when you're working and when you're not working because you want to use that time in your free time to do things that make you feel fulfilled, to do things that bring you energy, to do things that you actually want to do and not just doing for a paycheck or for a salary to support your family or to pay the bills. You want to do things that maybe align with your purpose. Maybe you're working towards a goal. Maybe you're running a business outside of work or maybe you're, you know, you're selling t-shirts, anything like this. You want to work on that when you when it's time to work on it. You don't want to flip back and forth to work because that can just create more stress. You want to separate yourself from these stressful environments as much as possible. So that's why it's very important to develop a work-life balance. Now, this doesn't mean in your off time, you're just a potato and you're sitting on the couch watching Netflix. That's not what I'm saying. But you have to determine what's actual work and what's work I want to do. And you want to use your free time to do the work you want to do because that's going to be the most energizing. That's going to be the most fulfilling. That's going to lead to less burnout. So if you can fill your free time with things you actually want to do, maybe it's your passion, maybe it's art, maybe it's an instrument, something like this. You want to do things that feed you and give you energy so you can go into the next day with less stress and be able to perform better at work and just be less stressed and less burnt out in general. So it's really about using your free time. I think that's super important to, you know, getting rid of this chronic stress. Now, some people have different methods. Some people meditate. Some people like to go on walks. It's definitely nice to have a pet around, but everyone has their own ways of unwinding and stress relief. And I think that's super important, especially after a long stressful day at work or if something came up, you want to be able to take your mind off it and really return to the things that actually matter to you. Well, many of us turn to coping mechanisms to deal with this stress instead of doing things that fulfill us. And this can be very, very negative because this can lead to some very negative habits that have a worse impact on our life than simply cortisol or adrenaline. So a lot of people, when they get stressed out, instead of taking a moment, maybe meditating or hugging, hugging a loved one or something like this, they immediately turn to binge eating. And like I said earlier, a lot of the times when we binge eat, we don't eat healthy. We eat like processed foods, sweets, stuff like this. And also what I was saying earlier is these processed foods lead to even more stress because it releases cortisol. So when we think we're relieving our stress by, you know, going into our addiction or binge eating, trying to feel better, we're actually just making the problem worse because we're going to actually be more likely to feel more stress in the future. And our body is going to produce more of the stress hormone. So it can be an endless cycle because then you gain more stress and the next day you're very stressed out and then you binge eat some more and then you're more stressed out because you're releasing cortisol. And you can see how this just starts to spiral into a life full of stress and misery. 
So really, you got to find some good ways to deal with your stress. You can't just be binge eating. You can't just be binge watching Netflix. You got to find some things that actually sharpen your sword, help you relax, and that are positive for you. And I think taking a walk or meditation or spending time with family can be really great options. Now, at the end of the day, beginning to realize your stress and start to overcome it really begins with finding what sets you off, finding what triggers you. We all live in kind of a habitual life. When we don't realize that we're on autopilot, we tend to fall back on our habits or our patterns. And sometimes these patterns and habits can cause a lot of stress in our life. So if you're going through a very stressful time in your life, start to realize what you're actually doing in your life, what you're telling yourself in your head, what story are you seeing about the world? Because also, it's not necessarily just about external factors. Sometimes you're being like, hey, I'm not a very good person or I shouldn't be here. I don't deserve this. That can also create a lot of stress. So it's not necessarily just external factors, but it's also internal thought. So really, if you're feeling really stressed out tomorrow or today, I want you to go out and really document every single thing you do and try to be conscious of the thought patterns you have. And you see, if you see a pattern arising in how you're thinking and it's causing you stress, you want to write that down. You want to be aware of this. So once you can find your triggers, then you can start addressing them, whether that be reflecting on them and seeing how you can change them or really just eliminating them from your life and seeing how it makes you feel. Because I guarantee if you eliminate some of these things that are causing you stress, you're going to feel less stress. It may seem obvious, but it's very difficult to do. It's very difficult to eliminate things from our life. And part of that comes with saying no. A lot of us get too much on our plate because we cannot say no. We say yes to everything. And that leads to a lot of stress because if we have so much on our plate, most times there's no way we can finish it all. And most of the time we're spending so much time worrying about all the things we have to get done that we're not as productive when we're actually doing them. So that can be a huge problem. So the first step to really overcoming your stress is finding out what triggers you. What makes me stress and ask yourself these questions and once you can find a list then you can start addressing the problems and once you start addressing the problems then you can start relieving your stress so in the next episode we'll talk about how we can kind of deal with these triggers and start to eliminate some of them from our lives and also just the coping mechanisms that are healthy for us and how we can relieve stress the natural way and how we can relieve stress to live a better more successful and more productive way so thanks so much for listening to this episode and i hope you enjoyed thanks for listening to another episode of the mind melt podcast if you enjoyed please share this online with a friend and leave us a review on spotify and apple podcasts so we can reach more people just like you every single week